Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Your path to e-commerce success starts right here. You're listening to Practical E-Commerce, the podcast for e-commerce results. Welcome back to another Practical E-Commerce Podcast. My name is Brian Getting, and this is our supplemental podcast for the December 2006 issue. This podcast is actually the website profile that we do every month. And this month, uh, Mitch Bettis had a chance to speak with Patricia Elkins, who is the owner of a company called TreasureBeyondMeasures.com. And Patricia kind of caught the e-commerce bug just like anybody else. She sold a couple items on eBay and... Uh, next thing you know, she's got a dynamic niche business uh, selling kind of one-of-a-kind tapestries on eBay. So she's uh, grown to more than half a million dollars in sales and uh, evolved from uh, an eBay-only store to one that incorporates sort of its own website and everything uh, associated with it. So I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to Mitch Bettis, who once again is speaking with Patricia Elkins from TreasureBeyondMeasures.com. Well, Patricia, we appreciate your time, and we look forward to getting to know a little bit about Treasure Beyond Measure and the sales that you all do both at your main site and your eBay site. And we're excited about uh, learning a little bit more about what you have going. Thanks for the opportunity today. You bet. Let's begin maybe setting the stage a little bit. Tell us a little bit about what you sell and kind of under what circumstances this particular business was started. What inspired you to do this? Um, well, in our business, we're sort of a, a niche business. We sell tapestry wall hangings and accessories that go with them, as well as a few other home decor type of items. The business actually started around the Christmas of 2000. My daughter had asked for a pink meowchi for Christmas, <laughs> and um, I couldn't find it anywhere. And in fact, that particular year, retailers hadn't even heard of it and so I ended up buying one off of eBay and paying twice the retail price. A few days later I walked into a store there were several of them sitting on the shelf and I bought them all and listed them on eBay and I made almost enough money to pay for Christmas for our family and I immediately thought there has got to be a way to make money doing this. So later in 2001, I was at market with my mom, helping her buy. She has an art gallery business, and for several years I had went to, to market with her um, to help her buy gifts for the gallery. And I noticed these beautiful tapestries, and I encouraged her to buy them. And my parents are older, and so they're hesitant to branch out and buy a new line of something that they've never carried. 
And in an effort to encourage her to carry tapestries, I made the mistake of saying, if you decide not to sell these, let me know and I'll do something with them. And as soon as the freight came in, my mom called me and said, come get your tapestries. Your dad and I don't want to sell these. So I picked up the tapestries from my folks and I listed them on eBay and they sold right away. And in November of that year, my husband had given me a a business tax ID, and he encouraged me to come up with a business name and to start a business of my own. And I was really struggling with what to call this business and exactly what direction to go with it. And I have a morning prayer time, and, and during my morning prayer time, I was trying to name all the blessings that God had given me, and he had just given me so many as I was trying to count them all, I couldn't, so I I just prayed, God, you have given me treasure beyond measure, and suddenly it just hit me, that should be the name of the business, and we checked to see if the domain was available, and it was, and we checked to see if we could register the name Treasure Beyond Measure as a trademark, and we were able to do that. And it was just incredible because we had tried lots of other domain names and trademarks, and all the ones that we had tried previously were taken. So that's really kind of how Treasure Beyond Measure got started. You had indicated then that you started your business on eBay and then and then developed your own site. Is that correct? Did I understand that correctly? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so approximately how much time were you selling on eBay before you developed your independent site? It's kind of hard to remember back then, but I would say we probably sold on eBay for about a year before we developed our website. And then at this point, you'd indicated now some four or five years later, you all are generating in excess of half a million dollars a year, which is fantastic. Approximately, how does that divvy up in terms of what percent of your gross sales happen at eBay and what percent happen at your main site? 75% of our sales come from our website, www.treasurebeyondmeasure.com, and then 25% of them come through eBay. Has that changed through the years? Has that pretty much, once the two sites were running parallel, has that always been the approximate percentage, or has there been some ebb and flow in that number? That number has really changed since we first started. Of course, you know, the first year, all of our sales came through eBay, and then when we opened the site, probably around 50-50, half from eBay and half from our website. But in recent years, the eBay sales have, have really fallen off, and Our websites are primary source of sales. Do you think there's been a change in your eBay sales for any particular reason? I think there's quite a few factors. I do think that that some of our customers do recognize our name and are able to move from eBay directly to our website and purchase from us there. It also seems that there are more sellers on eBay that are selling the same things that we sell. When five years ago, when we first started, we were pretty much the only seller selling what we sold on eBay. There's also a a resale market that wasn't there five years ago. The whole domestic tapestry business is a fairly new business. So when we were selling five years ago, people weren't reselling items that they had already 
purchased, which of course that happens on eBay. And then we also have found that there are people who sell second quality merchandise on eBay. So I, I think all these things have worked together to cause a fall in our in our eBay sales. How do you market your two stores? eBay has developed a variety of venues on their own site, and we sell through regular auction listings on eBay. We also sell through eBay stores, and since we're selling new items, we also sell on eBay Express. So we try to hit all of these different venues on eBay to promote our product in all of those different venues. And then with our website, we predominantly use pay-per-click. We have found it the most effective marketing tool that we've used with the highest conversion to sales rate. We include materials with all of our shipments that promote our website. Mm -hmm. um, it's on our invoices. It's on our shipping labels. And we've tried a few other strategies for promoting our, our website. We've attempted email marketing campaigns with our customers who purchase directly from us. And unfortunately, it seemed we had a high rate of our customers who would ask to be removed from the email list and a very low sale conversion rate for that. We do use the eBay email marketing, and our customers who have signed up for that service really seem to like it. However, we just haven't seen a, a click-through that has converted to a sale at this time. How do you locate products? As I mentioned when I was telling you how we started up, I, I was at market helping my mom buy for her business, so I was very familiar with, with going to, to market and, and buying just from helping my mom. So that's how I buy for my business. We buy our products and we inventory them here. We have not used drop shipping. I find that the customers that I serve usually want to place their order today and have it ship out tomorrow and receive it in a couple of days. Oftentimes with drop shipping, it can take two to three weeks for the product to get to your customer, and my experience has been my customers just don't want to wait that long mm -hmm. to get a product. Sure. When you were designing your site, you either immediately or soon thereafter landed on using NetSuite as a shopping cart. Were there particular things that drew you to them? How did you go about deciding on using NetSuite? We actually liked their application service provider model, and NetSuite was really the only company that provided a, a comprehensive ASP solution to the small business market when we were first looking five years ago. We sensed that NetSuite would survive the, the dot-com bus because they were backed by Oracle, and anyone who's built a website knows it takes a lot of time to load your inventory into your website and when you're you're carrying over a thousand items you don't want to have to start over again with another company mm -hmm. sure. we also like the fact that NetSuite was web-based and I've always had in the back of my mind that I would like to to build a business and then sell it and the fact that that NetSuite was web-based it had instant portability and um, it would be so easy to, to sell the business to someone else 
and just ship them the inventory and and they would be in business. If you were providing some advice to an e-commerce novice trying to decide what direction to take, what would that be? Now that you're the seasoned veteran, uh, <laughs> you're going to provide some counsel. Um, are there some things you would tell someone? Are there some misconceptions people have going into this type of business that uh, probably ought to be cleared up at the beginning? What would you share with them? I would say one of the biggest misconceptions I have come across owning an, an e-commerce business is that people don't realize this is a real job. It is very time-consuming, and it takes a lot of commitment. Oftentimes, people think that they can work it in their spare time or, or on weekends. And to truly have a successful business, you have to approach it as a full-time job. I can't tell you the number of people that I come across, Mitch, He'll say, you know, and what do you do? And I'll say, I own an e-commerce business. And they'll say, oh, wow, well, you must have all kinds of free time. <laughs> or, or, wow, it must be so nice not to work all the time. When in reality, I probably work more hours a week than a person that, that has a traditional 9-to-5 job. Even when I, I go on vacation, or go out of town for the weekend. The laptop comes with me as well as my cell phone, and, and I'm just constantly working. So I would say, first of all, you know, make sure that you're committed and make sure that, that you're a self-starter and self-motivated because starting your own business, no one's going to do the work for you, and no one's going to tell you what to do. So, so you have to be ready to work. And that's going to wrap it up for this uh, profile podcast. Once again, this is in the uh, December issue of Practical E-Commerce, December 2006. Uh, we want to thank Patricia Elkins once again, who is from treasurebeyondmeasure.com. Uh, definitely go check out their website and see what they've done. And also visit our website at www.practicalecommerce.com. Mm-hmm.